In the 1950s and 60s, African-American women like Babs Wingo, Ethel Johnson, Marva Scott, Ramona Isbell, and Kathleen Wembley integrated pro wrestling. This lost chapter of American history is explored in the documentary, Lady Wrestler, The Amazing Untold Story of African-American Women in the Ring, which is now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. I'm Chris Bournet, and I directed the documentary. While the Lady Wrestler documentary explores the origins of women's wrestling, what is the current status and future of the industry, especially for Black women and other women of color who are following in the footsteps of the original legends? To shed light on this issue is the host of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, Duke himself. That's coming up next on Lady Wrestler, the story behind the story. What's your perspective on uh, the status overall on women in the wrestling industry, especially Black women and, and women of color? You know, we're, we're living at a pivotal time in uh, society where Black lives matter, right? Mm -hmm. That's what everyone is talking about around the world. It literally is a rallying cry. You can see that when it comes to white supremacy um, in all industry, Everyone is taking a look at it and they're saying the same thing. We need more diversity. And that includes when it comes to gender. So pro wrestling is no different. This is an industry that was made, ruled, and to a certain extent is still ruled by mostly white older men, right? And women who are naturally a draw, who doesn't want to see women do stuff? You know what I mean? Women can do anything men can do and a lot of times do it even better. Serena Williams, you know what I mean? Cheryl Swoops. We can go down the list of, of how many amazing women in sports in particular are so fantastic. Amanda Nunes, give me a break, right? Layla Ali. So the concept of women, especially black women, succeeding in pro wrestling, there's no reason why they can't. When we look at folks like Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Naomi, we're talking about groundbreaking people who are fantastic athletes they weren't given anything they have literally earned and they've taken what they should take with that said unfortunately you know how men are we have our tendencies we don't want to share a piece of the pie you know if you're out there in the main event then that means i'm not in the main event so what we're seeing in 2021 and beyond in particular i feel like we're taking a step back women aren't featured as much on television across the board as they should be. And even as they were say two years ago, and I really can't understand why that is. Um, you'll hear arguments from some people where they'll claim that the analytics say that the wrestling fan, which is mostly male wants to see men. They don't want to see women in there. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all because the people that I talk to and with my podcast where I feature women on a basis especially indie wrestlers who are up and coming and who are making a name for themselves i get the complete opposite data so i think what it comes down to is once again the gatekeepers these men they do not want to share a piece of the pie and that's compounded with talented women who are also black so when you see a sasha banks when you see a bianca belair 
in the main event of WrestleMania, you're, you're watching history like we could never even imagine. Because I'm telling you right now, the forces against them are pretty serious, man. Yeah, I have to agree with you. This whole journey of making Lady Wrestler and distribute, distributing it, all the wrestling fans I've talked to, especially the male wrestling fans, have never once said, oh, you know, so-and-so is all right for a girl. Or, you know, I, I would watch this match if it had men in it instead of women. I mean, the demand is there among wrestling fans, regardless of gender. So what role does does the consumer play other than just tuning into the matches or, you know, when, when uh, in-person matches, you know, start becoming a little more um, frequent, you know, as, as things begin to reopen after COVID, what role does the consumer play other than just being a consumer? Is it, um, you know, you know, po making posts on social media and, you know, and tagging organizations like the WWE, what, what, what role does the consumer play in this? To, uh, to advance women's wrestling? You know, Chris, I, I answer this question. First of all, I'm speaking on behalf of my personal experience in life. So let me make that clear because there's always more than one way to skin a cat. So I'm not the be all end all or anything like that. But my background is in constituent services, state and municipal. So elected officials, you know, they would hire someone like me to go out into the community and figure out what the community needs, bring it back to government, put it into play so we can actually deliver those services to the people. What I found in my life is when you want to affect change, you have to call, email, show up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to make your voice heard because a squeaky wheel will get the oil. There's no two ways about it. So when you ask the question about what role the fans play, fans, constituents, same people, right? I think absolutely your social media posts, somebody's paying attention to it. I can tell you that from personal experience, because every time I tweet about women's wrestling, somebody's responding to me half the time. They're saying, come on, man, you know, can you lighten up? And it's like, no, I'm not going to lighten up. Right. You're only showing one women's match on a three hour show or two hour show. That's unacceptable. Right. So I think that we as fans need to be strategic and keep the pressure on these promotions to not only feature women, not just one match. We need to see women up and down the card, man, especially the women who are actually making it happen. There's no reason why they can't main event, semi-main event, the whole nine yards, okay? But it will not happen unless you make sure that your voice is heard. And then if they're not responding, then maybe we do need to change the channel. Maybe we do need to constantly tweet them and Facebook them and let them know that we're not happy about what they're doing. That is the only way you're going to not only ensure that change happens, but it's maintained because it's not enough to just do it one time, right? When we had that women's WrestleMania main event a couple of years ago, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, those are three white women. And I'm not taking anything away from them, but you could not tell me that Sasha Banks didn't deserve to be in that match as well. That's ridiculous. You, did, you couldn't tell me that Bailey, who is a Latina, didn't deserve to be in a match like that. That's ridiculous. So this is what I'm saying here. We had to keep the pressure on them. And there was a point where Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks were not going to be the main event at WrestleMania. Okay. It was the pressure online put on WWE, forcing them to take a look at it. And especially somebody like Stephanie McMahon, who is always promoting women's empowerment and things like that was like, listen, lady, you can talk about that in the public. 
But are you going to actually apply that in your own promotion? Don't just talk about it, be about it, right? So we literally had to force their hand. And when I say we, I'm literally talking about the fans, okay? Something that you and I are part of there, Chris. So I, I do believe that you got you to just make as much noise as possible and be consistent about it. Every single time you tweet, there's got to be at least one in there where you're advocating for somebody. That's my opinion. You know, uh, the women that I profiled in Lady Wrestler, they kind of, the Black women, they kind of came in at the, the tail end of the, the golden age of women's wrestling. And, you know, and then after Billy Wolf passed away in the 60s, the promoter, it was like, you know, women's wrestling kind of went through like a, you know, kind of waned in popularity a little bit. Then, you know, in the 80s, it seems like with Glow and all that, it seemed like it sort of made a renaissance. Um, you know, what can be done to kind of sustain women's wrestling so it doesn't go through these, boom and bust cycles where it's like, you know, booming for a while, then it kind of wanes in popularity, then it kind of makes a comeback. How, what can be done to kind of like, does it take a, another Billy Wolf type figure who's uh, championing women wrestlers, you, you know, even though he was no saint, you know, anybody who yeah. looks at his history, is it gonna take, you know, a powerful man, you know, throwing all his money and resources behind it? What, what's it gonna take? I think we need more women in positions of leadership. OK, I think it starts there, in all honesty. So to your point, the only way that happens is if powerful men open the door and get the hell out of the way. You know what I mean? More today than ever before, we have such an arrangement of talented, experienced women, women who've been on TV, women who have, who have wrestled at WrestleMania. They've been on big cards around the world. I'm talking about people like Jazz. Shout out to, to Jazz. You know, she should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Uh, Mickey James, who's Native American, by the way. You know, there are, there are these women who are out there who have experience who, quite frankly, should be in behind-the-scenes roles, right? They should be in positions where they're agents for the, for the wrestlers and helping them with their matches. They should be in positions where they're in the creative meetings. So they're helping steer where these um, storylines are going especially for the women. They should be in positions where they're out there doing the press circuit and things like that, learning how the business runs from a corporate standpoint so that they can be in a position where they can be the next Stephanie McMahon or they can be the next Linda McMahon, who at one time was actually the president of the World Wrestling Federation. Now, I put an asterisk next to that because that's a family business. I'm talking about somebody who was not in a position where they're related to the owner so they can actually rise up the ranks and actually earn that spot in that manner. Um, we need more women in those roles. I think when we see that, everything else that you talk about will naturally happen, okay? We will have more women coming in and being in the main event and it will just be a normal, natural thing. It'll, it'll speed up because right now the process is very slow and it's not consistent, Chris. It's not consistent in 2021. Wow. Anything else I didn't ask about that's important to uh, to include as uh, a factor in what will uh, advance women's wrestling? I just want to say to, especially to the men out there, everyone's listening, everyone's reading along, everyone's paying attention, right? So when you say something like they're not good enough, you got to understand you're talking about your mother, you're talking about your sister your daughter, your girlfriend, your, your best friend, whomever, you are telling all women 
that they're not good enough. When you make statements like that about women wrestlers, okay, that's just not acceptable. And quite frankly, it's not true. Just like there are mediocre male wrestlers or mediocre women's wrestlers, just like there are Hall of Fame male wrestlers or Hall of Fame women's wrestlers. And oftentimes it is the writers and it is the promotion. They're not giving folks enough time. They're not giving folks enough development. And it's a trickle down effect. So there's more than just that wrestler in there made a mistake in the ring. Well, let's take a look at how much the company's investing in them, right? Are they giving them enough ring time? Are they, are they taking their top coaches and working with them? Are they giving them enough storylines story that make sense that can keep the audience engaged to follow along and then drive them to the point where they're at the top card like a Sasha Banks and a Bianca Belair, right? So just everyone's paying attention. Everyone's listening. Don't be disrespectful about it. Try to find solutions as opposed to just complaining about problems and passing people off because not a single person is born the greatest wrestler in the world just because of their gender or just because of their race. That's not a thing. Okay. There's a lot of dedication, a lot of training, a lot of money, a lot of effort that goes into developing a star. And if a company is not putting their money where their mouth is, then you see why people don't make it to where they could because they have the natural raw ability to do so. Right. So just keep that in mind, fellas, the ladies are watching, they're paying attention and you got to ask yourself, why should they trust you in, on any level when you talk about women like that? Well said. I, I second everything you said. So can you uh, kind of tell people how they can uh, seek you out on social media and uh, listen to your, your not only the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, but the other podcast is Tell, tell Me the Truth. Is that the, the title of it? Uh, tell Us the Truth. Absolutely. Tell Us the Truth. And. And, and let me just start by this. Chris, first of all, I appreciate this opportunity. Um, I have a high level of respect and regard for you and everything that you do. Likewise. I think you're fantastic. You know what I mean? And I appreciate you continuing to do this work because it's important. And just like I said before, how men, everyone's listening to us. Chris, everyone's listening to you. You know, I found you no through pressure. word of mouth. <laughs> no pressure, right? But I yeah, found yeah. you through word of mouth because people are paying wow. attention and people are listening. So it just... Keep this ball rolling, brother. So that's why I'm, I'm happy to be part of this. Um, Duke Loves Wrestling, R-A-S-S-L-I-N. You can find me on all the, the major uh, podcast platforms. You can find me on Twitter, on Facebook. Reach out. I respond to everybody. I give my opinion on wrestling. Um, when it comes to interviews, I interview the top stars of yesterday and today. I even interview the up-and-comers. That's what I love the most. Taking somebody who's an independent wrestler who people may not have heard of before, Chris, and helping them get the word out about who they are. You know what I mean? And it's amazing to see people blossom from that. Something I'm very passionate about. So folks, if you want to see who the next star is going to be in pro wrestling, definitely check out Duke Loves Wrestling. If you want to see, you want to hear from some forgotten stars, let's say, definitely check out Duke Loves Wrestling. We appreciate that. And also uh, tell us the truth. It is a partnership that I have with iHeartRadio. We dissect systemic racism and issues facing people of color today, a wide range of, of guests, everyone from, you know, a, a local community activists to elected officials to even the former CEO of the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So legitimately speaking, just a wide range. And we attack the issue from all different angles. I would love for you listening right now 
to check out Tell Us the Truth. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll learn a lot from it. So, and, and definitely keep following my man, Chris, right here. I'm telling you, this guy, not only is he a great um, filmmaker with these documentaries, now he's doing this, this limited podcast series, which is fantastic. I hope it doesn't stay limited. I hope it expands, Chris. No pressure. Um, he's also a great writer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But he's also a great writer. So please definitely keep your eye on Chris because he's always cooking up something, man. I appreciate it. Well, Duke, I really appreciate the support. The respect is, is mutual for sure. So you please keep up the good work. I learned so much from the, uh, the episodes of Tell Us the Truth that I've listened to. So I, I, everyone, please tune in because it's, it's a perspective that we definitely need, especially right now in the world. Big thanks to Duke for providing those invaluable insights. The interview with Duke is one of a series of upcoming interviews on Lady Wrestler, the story behind the story. To catch new episodes, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to get the whole story by streaming the Lady Wrestler documentary on Amazon Prime Video. Catch you next time.